Hello and welcome to the Zero Hanger AFL podcast. My name is Phoenix Trinidad and I'm joined by Mitch Keating. Hello, Mitch. Hey, Phoenix. Hello. Chief AFL editor. I forgot to put your title in. Sorry, mate. No, no, it doesn't matter. Oh, good. good. All right. All right. So, granny's over. Uh, Trade period. This is where the real business begins, (laughs) you know. Um, Exciting times. Trade period officially starts on Monday. Free agency opens today. So, uh, we've got a pretty... Pretty interesting show. We're going to do uh, a breakdown of a one minute per club. 18 minutes, yeah. Yeah, every team and just what your team should expect come trade period, who they could get, who they could lose, and uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, so. we'll, um, we'll probably have some more detailed discussion either next week or through mailbag questions. So if you guys have a question you want us to kind of break down a bit further, by all means, um, hit us up on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. And this will yeah, it'll be pretty straightforward. Who could come in, who could go out, picks and potential trades. For each club, one minute, Phoenix will kind of just time in and tell me when to move on. Um, and there's a lot for a lot of, a lot of clubs and, and some clubs might be a bit quieter but um, each club certainly deserves its one minute of attention um, so we'll yeah we'll run through each club at a decent pace mm-hmm. um, like I said if you guys are after something a bit more in depth then there's certainly a lot of stuff online but um, more directly we can answer your questions on our mailbag so um, yeah keep right. it open you ready to go? absolutely alright cool <laughs> alright one minute every club Trade period, let's go. So, starting with Adelaide and Tom. All right. Well, yeah, the Crows are an interesting one. Um, they've been a link to a lot of players, and they'll have a few players on the way out. It seems Chris Burgess is one that's coming in from Gold Coast. So, for the girl, round Mitchell medal winner, um, more forward support, and his incoming will likely mean that Elliot Himmelberg gets a move to GWS. Tom Duday's signaled he wants to go to Brisbane, so that leaves up a bit of a hole in their back line. So, what that means for someone like James Borlace is another factor for the Crows. He's still unsigned and likely to wait until the end of the trade period. Um, Shane McAdams, another one that's going to be on the way out. So he's going to be heading to Melbourne. Now, he was probably one that was named in potential trades for Clayton Oliver. It doesn't look like Clary will be going anywhere uh, at the moment uh, this offseason. So you can put a line through that one. But Shane McAdams will be heading to Melbourne at some point um, over the coming weeks. Um and then, yeah, they'll, you know, they'll link to Chole, but Burgess will be that guy who fills in that forward role. And as mentioned, he'll allow someone like Elliot Himmelberg to move to GWS. Um, currently, pick nine's where they'll they'll enter. So they're in a good hand at the moment, the Crows. Yep. Nice. That's a minute. All right. Uh, and I, I do just want to point out that I did say in the Zero Hanger Instagram comments that I will eat this microphone live on air on this podcast yeah, it's if one, Clayton Oliver it's goes. It's the only reason I'm lo- hoping Clary leaves. But, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right. I regret that so bad. Okay. All right. Brisbane. Ready? Um, yeah. So as mentioned just before, Tom Duday signaled his intentions by free agency to get to Brisbane. So he'll head up there and ask. Sounds like a pretty decent deal of five, six years, uh, close to $3 million overall. Another big get for Brisbane is in-house with Devin Robinson re-signing for a further two years. Had obviously a strong interest from West Coast. So he'll be staying on the next few seasons and fighting for his spot they'll get guys like will ashcroft back midway through next year so that'll be a really interesting start to his season next year uh afl.com i think have reported tom fullerton's hoping to get to melbourne that's a big get for melbourne it's not a a big loss for for the lions i think he was good depth player very good vfl player but when they've got um danaher hipwood uh gunston and a few others kind of pressing for that forward and ruck options as well um, yeah, I think that's one that'll, that'll work out for both parties. It's not going to cost a lot. Then they can't really expect to get much back. Won't have a first round pick. Could look to trade back into the first round. Um, but obviously giving up a few picks for Josh Dunkley last year kind of cost them. Time. Nice. All right. Carlton? 
Uh, yeah, the Blues could be one of the busier ones. Um, Zach Fisher's intentions to get to North Melbourne. Uh, Paddy Dow potentially looking to get to St Kilda. So they're two depth midfield options or, or Zach Fisher can kind of play across all three lines from what we saw this year. So um, yeah, it be interesting to see what they get for those two in return. Dow could certainly walk as a delisted free agent. You know, if Carlton don't have an offer on the table or if he doesn't accept one, uh, gets delisted and then picked up maybe by the preseason draft um, by the Saints or um, could be yeah, as a delisted free agency signing so we want to play out there. Elijah Hollands looks likely to get to the Blues, it sounds like. It might not cost Carlton all that much. One thing the Blues have to keep in consideration is future picks for next year, the two Camparelli boys. Um, ben certainly could be a... a high-end pick for them and and Liam um, certainly another one that they'll have in their draft plan so they'll they'll be keeping in mind those kind of selections for um, the coming years and then I guess yeah at the draft pick 16 is where they'll start so um, it's a good hand to have with um, the likes of Elijah Hollands coming in as well yep that's your time. You just went over a little bit there. So all right. you got to speed right. it up Mitchie. I'll cut back off. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, Collingwood uh, yeah, so it's interesting. I don't really know who they'll be bringing in. Um, obviously, couldn't quite get Todd Goldstein despite um, some strong interest from them. It sounded like um, Tom Duday has picked Brisbane um, over them. Uh, Joel Hamlin looks likely to go to Sydney. So a key defender looks like something that they are pressing for, um, maybe in some ruck support as well. So it's going to be interesting if they still stay in that market and, and keep looking around. There's Probably not a lot more on offer given it is a very busy market for key defenders this offseason, but a lot of them um, have either been sewn up with new deals or are likely already you know, delegated who they want to play for next. So um, from Rucks and, and key defenders, two of the busiest markets, and it looks like the Pies might have missed out on both. And another one, just Trey Roscoe, um, has kind of signaled he's not at the club next year, likely delisted, um, nothing from the club yet. Um, doesn't have a deal for next year. Could have some interest from WA clubs, given that's his home state. But um, yeah, it it's, could be a pretty stagnant trade period for the for the Pies. Bang on a minute. And Essendon. Yeah, probably the busiest club it looks like. So Ben Mackay will come via free agency. And as you mentioned, it could happen as early as today on Friday. Jake Gresham's another one that could work through free agency. And if that does, there could be a following deal with St Kilda that sees Dylan Shiel head to the Saints. Um, and St Kilda, you know, maybe send a, a pick um, of decent value to the Bombers. Uh, Todd Goldstein, third free agent that could land at Essendon. So they're going to have a busy opening week. Um, and that certainly could spill into the trade period as well with someone like Xavier Dersma reportedly undergoing a medical um, at Tullamarine. So he's another one. They'll lose Brandon Zerk Thatcher to Port Adelaide via a trade. So they'll be hoping to get something decent out of that. And that could be in a deal with uh, Xavier and Dersma included. And then another one is Massimo D'Ambrosio uh, heading to Hawthorne or hoping to head to Hawthorne. So another deal that will play out there. You know, you're looking at maybe a future third, nothing too high. Um, but I think the Bombers are rating quite highly and, and they'll be hoping to get you know something that they can use this year or next year for him. Yep. A couple of seconds short for Essendon. <laughs> yeah, made it up. The kings of trade period. All right. Uh, and what's going on at Frio? Yeah, so... As we know, Liam Henry hoping to get a move to St. Kilda. So um, it's going to be really interesting how that one plays out just given how both clubs might value him. I don't think St. Kilda will be wanting to overpay for him too much. He had a great year though. Um, and Fremantle were really disappointed with his breakout season coming in the same year request to move away from the club. They used a top 10 pick on him and was a member of the NGA. So they'd be hoping for a first round pick in return. St. Kilda, I think, come in at pick 13. Um, or pick 12, but that'll, it'll push back a few spots. Could be enough that the um, 
I guess the the Saints really wanted hoping to stay near the first in the first round of the draft. Now a few other things for the Dockers. They've put a table to Joel Hamling. Sounds like he'll likely move, but there's certainly an option there for him to stay at Coburn, uh, Cockburn. And then um, you know, do they look at someone like Jeremy Sharp over the offseason, had interest last year, still unsigned at Gold Coast. And it sounds like Sean Darcy, you know, they're working on a deal. Um, they're confident he'll re-sign, but really unsure at this point and he'll get a lot of interest over the next 12 months. All right, and Geelong. Yeah, the, so the Cats, one thing we'll know is Southern Adelaide is likely going to be moving to Port Adelaide. They'll be standing pretty firm on on what on just how much they can get back for him. First round pick is probably what they're after. Port won't be giving that up. Uh, well, not really that they have one for this year at least. Um, so maybe a, a pick in the in the 20s, early 30s, but that's kind of what the Cats turned down last year for him. And his value's probably only gone up from there. So that's going to be interesting to see how a deal gets done between those two clubs and if Geelong starts sourcing interest from maybe other sides. Um, but he's supposedly launched a request to get over to South Australia. So all eyes on that one. The Claret, Clayton Oliver stuff, Geelong will probably one of the better suited clubs, but I don't think Claret will be going anywhere, let alone Geelong. And Tim O'Brien's name was raised. Uh, I think Sam Edmonds said that uh, the Cats might be looking at him as a potential delisted free agency. He was already cut by the Bulldogs this offseason. If they lose Rodigal there, they, they just want maybe an extra depth option. O'Brien has experience, can play at either end, so that'll be kind of one to watch over the coming weeks. Nice. All right. Gold Coast. Busy, but a lot of it is you know, probably in regard to players leaving. So Marbio Chol wants to go to Hawthorne. Uh, Chris Burgess wants to go to Adelaide. Elijah Holland's likely to end up at Carlton. So there's a few right there that... Um, likely want to be on the way out and then for the for the Suns as well a lot of their business will surround pick four so they'll be palming that off to a club for getting later selections in return they'll likely get a good hand for pick four and then maybe even splitting those picks even further back so that's so they can get guys like Jed Walter Ethan Reed, Jack Rogers through the draft all could be top 10 picks um, and they just want a whole bunch of late selections so they've already got about four and a half thousand points worth of picks They'll get even more of that when they split pick four, potentially with the dogs for selections like pick 10, pick 17, and a future first. And that'll um that'll have them really well set up. And then they could certainly move back into the, the draft order after um, selecting all three of those aforementioned guys. Yep. Nice. Halfway through, how are we feeling? Yeah, good. Good? Yeah, good. Getting right. there. <laughs> Keep going. Keep GWS. Going. All right. So, yeah, the Giants will lose Matt Flynn to West Coast. He's a free agent, so that'll be a pretty straightforward deal, and I'm not sure what kind of compensation they'll get there. With him leaving, that'll likely mean that Braden Proust gets a new deal. Uh, Jason McCartney already kind of said that on Trade Radio this week that it'll be one or the other, and, and Flynn's the one on the way out. Matt, Lockie Keeps another one that's kind of in limbo at the moment, and they'll kind of wait to see what they can get. But with Chris Burgess going to Adelaide and GWS wanting to get Elliot Himmelberg, that move is likely to take place, and that'll likely mean with uh, with Himmelberg coming, it'll likely mean that Keefe might not get a new deal. Razio Fantasia was one guy who's been raised as a potential option for um, GWS, uh, given he's just seeing where his future in football is at the moment. I think that was reported by Fox Footy. And then, as we mentioned, Himmelberg's the other one. So he'll come in um, as some forward depth option for them. Um, so a lot of their key position stocks will, will probably undergo a shuffle, both back and front end. Um, Nick Haynes kind of an interesting one, given he's, he's contracted for, for next year has a lot of money, but it could be a kind of pick swap deal um, or salary dump deal. I think I've gone over here. But yeah, definitely yeah, gone over. That's all right. <laughs> all right, next club. Uh, yeah. Who, uh, who we got? Hawks. Good luck with this one. Yeah, okay. So, look, they've missed out on guys like Ben Mackay, Subaradically, Liam Henry, which seemed like an early blow. And then they had trade requests from Tyler Brockman to get to uh, West Coast, Jacob Kajitsky to get to Richmond. Um, but things are picking up. So Mass D'Ambrosio supposedly wants to get over to Waverley, as does Marbio Chol from, from Gold Coast. So 
some good options there. It'd be interesting to see what they can do with their small forward stocks. Yes, they've got Luke Bruce for another year and, and Dylan Moore kind of plays a bit of midfield. So that's going to be one area I think that's, that's a concern. And um, that's probably why they had that interest in Liam Henry. They've also, you know, going to try and make a move for pick one. That could be involved in Tyler Brockman moving. They've got pick three, maybe their future first involved. So there's uh, a bit that they could use. Uh, probably don't have the strongest hand compared to other clubs that might be interested in pick one, but there's certainly a chance. And then there's interesting Bailey Smith, but um, unsure if the dogs are really going to be moving all that much unless a godfather offer comes and if Smith's really wanting to to leave the kennel. Yep. Nice. All right. D's. So, yeah, Oliver, all signs point to him staying, I guess. Um, seems like that'll be the case. It's going to be really interesting to see how his next year plays out after this offseason. They'll lose Brody Grundy to Sydney, James Jordan to Sydney. Um, they'll get Shane McAdam, it sounds like, from Adelaide. Um, Tom Fulton from Brisbane, potentially, as well. So that's some some forward options that they've certainly lacked this year, um, both medium-sized and tall. So Fulton, more of a ruck forward, and McAdam, that third-size forward. They can kind of... Um, put a bit more selection pressure on someone like Bailey, um, Bailey Fritch. Uh, James Harms, he's looking at other clubs. Not really sure what kind of interest there is. There might be a, maybe a home for him at a club like Richmond, but um, yeah, it doesn't seem like there's a lot biting at the moment. And they're another club that could make a play for pick one. I think that was where this Oliver story kind of grew from is that they really want to get pick one and how they're going to do that is is maybe trading you know some top talent to, to get to do so. So a busy club, Melbourne. Um, but yeah, I think Oliver's staying. Yep. Beauty. All right. North? Yeah, another one of those busy clubs. So Todd Goldstein, as we know, wants to get to, to Essendon via free agency. So again, that'll be one of those more straightforward deals. Two guys that they've got coming in, Zach Fisher and Dylan Stevens. So I really like those two uh, as pickups for North. Some outside run, um, so good, good experience, um, plenty to offer, plenty of upside. So it's a good trade-off for them. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they have to give up for those two though. Uh, I think Fisher's quite well-rated. At the Blues, just can't quite break into that senior side. And Dylan Stevens is a you know, former top five pick, I think, at the Swans. Uh, so I don't think he'll be coming cheap. But North obviously have heaps of picks to kind of work their way through this trade period. Biggie Nguyen from Richmond's one that's been tied to the Ruse. Bryn Tickle as well, Buku Kama. So um, some height, some ruck option or some forward depth is something that's certainly on their radar. Out of those three, I'd probably like Bryn Tickle. Got delisted. Uh, Biggie Nguyen hasn't got a deal, so he's another one that they could get through delisted for agency. Um, and Karmas is in the same boat. Beauty. All right. The pair. Yeah, Port. Another, there are a lot of busy clubs, as mentioned. Um, so Radigalea, BZT, uh, Brenzo Thatcher, that is. Jordan Sweet, Ivan Soldo, all potentially landing there. I don't think they get all four. I think they'll probably prioritize the two defenders in Radigalea and Zerk Thatcher. And, but what that's going to cost them is going to be really interesting. So as we know, Xavier Dersman is one that's been raised. Um, as a potential trade option with with Essendon um, to get Zerk Thatcher's deal over the line. Jordan Sweet won't cost them a lot. I think that's one that should be pretty straightforward, but they'll be trying to get this Radigalia and Zerk Thatcher deals done. Soldo, I don't see going to Port Adelaide. Um, I think Richmond will be really keen to hold on to him and he's contracted, so they've got a leg to stand on there. And you know, if he does go um, to the power, it probably means that Scott Lysett and, and Sam Hayes are probably on the way out. And someone like Orazio Fantasia said he, it sounded like he was going to sign a new one-year deal, but maybe just looking for greater security elsewhere with GWS, one of those clubs that have been mentioned as a potential buyer. Beauty. All right, Richmond? So as we just mentioned, yeah, Ivan Soldo, yeah, probably likely to stay, I would have thought. Um, I think the Togs will like him as their backup rock option. They don't really have much more support for, for Nan Curvis. Uh, Jacob Kuczynski is one that's 
that's probably heading to punt road. I'm um, going to try and be that supporting role for um, Tom Lynch, who's even looking at a, a delayed start to his preseason. So that's a bit of a concern. They need someone in that forward line. Um, and yeah, look to try and replace Jack Rear, what I guess is that that second tall forward alongside Lynch. James Harms is one that I, I wouldn't mind them kind of looking at. I don't think he's going to cost a lot. He has experience, just as a bit more depth in their midfield. Um, obviously worked under Adam Uze during their time at Melbourne together. So that's one. And then, Biggie Newen could be one that they lose. He's still unsigned, uh, as is you know guys like Ryan Mansell and Hugo Ralph Smith. But he's one that's had um, interest from North Melbourne. And again, if they lose Soldo and after losing Rewalt, Biggie could be a, an important piece for them. Beauty, we're getting through it. St Kilda. All right, yeah. So Jade Gresham to Essendon looks likely, I guess. Um, and then what that means for for Dylan Shield, he could potentially be coming the other way. Um, and then you know they could be getting a first round pick out of that yeah, as compensation in that to work through that that shield deal. Um, so there's a, a lot to kind of play out in that one. It's not exactly straightforward, and it's going to be interesting to see what Essendon want to get out of it as much as what St Kilda want to get out of it. Um, but it could be a, a kind of a player swap um, through free agency and then via trading, and then hopefully the the Saints well the Saints will be hoping to get a decent pick out of that um, as well as taking on Shield's salary. Nick Caulfield wants to go to the Western Bulldogs. It sounds like so. Another loss for them and another first-round pick out the door. Paddy Dow, one that's potentially coming in. So um, that could be via delisted free agency or via trading. So they might not have to give up anything for him if they kind of just tread water a little bit. Uh, Liam Henry, one that's coming in, small forward. So that'll be interesting to see um, how much they have to pay up for him. And Brody McLaughlin's another one I think you should keep an eye on at the Saints. Beautiful. All right, home stretch. Let's oh, go, geez, Sydney. So James Jordan, Brody Grundy, both trying to get to um, the Swans, it sounds like, from Melbourne. Um, I Two good pickups hopefully won't cost them too much. Obviously, Jordan's a free agent, so that'll be nothing. And then Grundy's value certainly plummeted over the last 12 to 18 months. Uh, Dylan Stevens on the way out, though. I think that's a bit of a blow. Um, not a certified starting 22 player, but I think he was just a great player that was developing well and just had some good signs, particularly in the, the 2022 final series. Joel Hamling's one that, that could make his way over from Fremantle as they, you know, they've been wanting a, a key defender all year, haven't quite been able to land guys like Tom Barras or um, Ben Mackay. And Hamling, I think, is an astute kind of cheap option that that um, could certainly press for a, a starting spot in that back line. Easy. All right. West Coast. So didn't quite get Dill Robertson from Brisbane, so he'll be staying at the Lions for another two years. And you think that, you know, at the end of 2025, West Coast will be ramping up that interest again. Um, Tyler Brockman wants to get over to, to the Eagles. So that one's kind of been ticked off. And um, yeah, he could be part of a, a trade for pick one um, with Hawthorne. Uh, the other one is Matt Flynn via free agency. So GWS Ruckman um, has some experience, kind of lost his, his starting spot to Kieran Briggs who just had a breakout season. Um, and Flynn will be certainly pressing for the, that first string role um, under Adam Simpson. What that means for Bailey Williams, whether he plays more forward or they just want to see both of them competing for the one spot or they kind of share that ruck role. Um, that would be really interesting to see, but I think it's a, a kind of good cheap pickup for them. No yep. harm. Easy. And last but not least, the doggies. All right. So, yeah, Nick Caulfield um, from St. Kilda wanting to get over to the kennel. So that'll, that'll be an interesting one to see how that pans out and just how much both clubs kind of value him has been very like he's been injured over the last two seasons had the ACL at the start of last year and a lot of setbacks this year as well with calf issues so um yeah I think he'll, he'll be really good if he can stay fit for them kind of that medium-sized backman um Bryn Teagle's another one that's been um kind of flagged as a potential you know depth ruck forward option to support Tim English after they lose Jordan Sweet to Port Adelaide so that's um 
yeah, kind of a one-for-one, one, but it won't be in, in the same deal that you could pick up Tickle through delisted free agency. Buku Karmas' future is kind of up in the air. Could certainly get interest from clubs like Collingwood. Um, but, you know, I think uh, he probably stays. And then pick four is the other one they're kind of going for from the Suns. That'll be really good for them to get in early into the order, use that pick, and then use later picks to match a bid for Jordan Croft, who's a key forward and could be a first-round pick by the Suns. Bang on. Good. There we go. There you go. How do you feel? I think I got all the names right. I was just like, I was just like looking and just kind of thinking off the top of my head. And I think I got everyone in there. And um, yeah, yeah. Well, like like I said, it was quick, fast pace. Hopefully that works out. Yeah, there's a lot there. And I mean, like, I think halfway through the year we were debating whether it was going to be a frenzy or a fizzer this trade period. It still and could. It still could be. Yeah, it, it always could be. But um, I don't know. There's some names there that it's, there's some big names there that I weren't. Ex- wasn't expecting to be yeah. there. Well, there was, um, the, up, there was the, the clarry uptick this week. That I think, really kicked I think some off. people were just getting <laughs> bored and just thought, you know what? We, like there, there's you know there's stuff like that every year. And obviously Horn Francis was kind of that mantelpiece last year yeah. when it came to, to trade news um, in what was a really busy offseason with a lot of big names moving clubs. But a lot of that was built up over the, over the over the year, like you said, where this year probably hasn't been as much brimming away a little bit. You know, there are some big names like Brody Grundy, I think is significant um, just given what he's had to do over the last 18 months. But yeah, they don't get much bigger than Clary. Um, but yeah, yeah. He's staying. Well, there you go. So that's every club. Uh, if you think we got it wrong, if you think we got it right, uh, let us know in the comments. And uh, yeah, thanks, Mitch. Thank you, Phoenix. All right, so let's move over to the mailbag. So a lot of questions, obviously. It's the busiest time of year. Um, the inbox was absolutely flooded. So uh, we'll get through a lot. If We we may skip over some questions or just refer back to the 18 Club uh, segment that we just did because there's a lot of repeat questions, obviously. But we'll crack straight into it. So uh, this first question came from uh, CP. DB Light uh, from our Richmond Crossroads video that we posted last week. So what do you think J- Jacob Kaziski will cost? Uh, yeah, it won't, won't drive. Like the Hawks won't be driving a really high price for him. Uh, Tigers last pick, I think 63. Could get the deal done. Future third maybe or future fourth. Like wasn't really in the, I think, you know, best 22 for Hawthorne. They, it sounds like they did have an offer on the table for him. So they were hoping to keep him. Um, but yeah, it could be pick 63 or it could be just a future third or fourth round pick. Yeah, yeah, we agree. Um, and this one comes from Josh. So thoughts on the Frio uh, Darcy situation? Yeah, the term docker for life was used this week by David Walls, who's kind of their um, personnel manager. So they're pretty confident that that, that could be the outcome for him. Um, obviously has a lot of interest, will have a lot of interest or has had a lot of interest from clubs from Victoria. He's, I think, a Cobden prospect uh, product. So um, the Cats will be one that are kind of quite often linked. I think North Melbourne are another one as well. Mm-hmm. But um, the club's confident that they're, they're keeping talks up they say everything's positive um but he's a free agent next year and if he's not signed by you know the start of the season he wants to hold off until the midway of the season and then if he's not signed by the midway of the season then there's alarm battles but yeah yeah club's confident yeah would that just be a move for you know not not just the money but is it because that partnership between him and Jackson has yeah, that, sort of that's, been... That could, well, that's something else that they could kind of wait for. Um, we kind of got a, a decent look at how those two work together and, and mm-hmm. they had some good performances together. And, and But when Darcy was injured, Jackson really came to the fore and, and yeah. um, was one of probably the form players and form ruckman of, of the year. Darcy was really strong when the two were going um, together, but obviously... Um, it took a little while to gel, I think. Yeah, yeah. of course it will when, you, when you're trying to work out those two. So, you know, that's the other thing. Maybe they wait until, you know, before the buy... 
next year for Darcy to make a decision. If they like what that how that things look, then um, yeah, he could be re-signing and on, on a decent deal for Fremantle to keep him. But if it's kind of not going the way they want it to, then maybe they are, they could be open to to him well, just, in free agency and then they'll get a decent compensation, you think, with the offers that might come his way. Yeah, it's just interesting because Jackson is also on a you know, pretty good contract. Yeah, um, well, that's what it sounds like. So having two, yeah. two big Ruckman, contracted yeah. Ruckman is an interesting move. Yeah, especially off what we've seen in the last couple of years with, with those type of deals. Yeah. All right, next one from Max Nicholas. So he thinks Clary will leave next year. Next year. It's it's interesting. Like, obviously, there's a lot being said about um, his standards or professionalism, it sounds like. And that's really what the Demons want to see an uptick from him in. Um, so, yeah, it look, it, if it similar like that Darcy stuff, if it all goes well next year, um, and he's, you know, but he's already a top five player in the competition in my eyes. So mm-hmm. I don't really see how much better he can get. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if there is kind of that, that next level, then, uh, and if he reaches that, then that's, that's, he's, no, he's number one in the comp um, by some distance, I reckon. So if he leaves next year, it's probably off the back of a, a down year or, you know, the club just aren't happy with, with what they're seeing from him. And then as we kind of, um, would have seen over the last couple of days, there are going to be clubs who really want to, fork up a lot for him and now uh, there could even be a few more clubs kind of you know preparing for an outcome where a trade is even more um live than than it was this year yeah yep let's hope not uh (laughs) so next one comes from cody john uh do you know if the eagles have any players they are chasing now that uh devon has resigned uh, yeah, we kind of mentioned the Eagles obviously in our, in our preview. Um, like Brockman and, and Flynn are probably the only guys I think that are going to be coming in. Um, they'll be going after Robinson in, in a two years' time again, you'd think. Um, or, you know, it could be another 12 months. Like the, the Lions, he might not be in their best 22 just given they'll get Ashcroft back in halfway through next mm. year. He kind of gets pushed back out of that midfield group. They also get Levi Ashcroft in in 12 months' time, who's mm-hmm. probably, like from what I've seen, just as good as his brother. So that's going to, you know, probably push Devin back to the back of the queue if he doesn't have a really, really strong 2024 season. So maybe they, they show some more interest next year. But uh, no, 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 no real obvious options. I think one thing for West Coast is they've, they've cleaned out their list well and they're, they're holding on to the players they want to hold on to. So they're not losing anyone to a rival and they've just delisted or seen players retire. And um, yeah, I think it's a positive offseason for them. Yep. Interesting. All right. So next one from Charlie P. So Cooper Sharman will have a breakout season next year. It's another hot take. Uh Breakout, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Like what we can expect from Cooper Sharman. He had a really good finals. Uh, what's that elimination final against against GWS? Quite promising and good you know, end of the season. Um, he really needs that opportunity, and he's he's only going to get it if um, you know Membry and King uh, are absent. But if he's pressing, you know, for selection and putting a squeeze on them, that's something that Ross Lyon can get out of these type of players really well. So a breakout season is, you know, maybe a 40-goal year for Sharman over over 20 games, 40, 40, 50. 50 goals would be asking a lot. And if that's the case, then um, who's it, Charlie? Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, I'll, uh, <laughs> he'll, it sounds like he loves some news. But, um, yeah, I, I think there's, there's certainly a chance there that he can um, really cement his spot in starting 22 in 2024. Yeah, I think there's a lot of players on that list that could have a breakout season next year. Um, so... Next one comes from Blake Crawley. How well will Marbio Chol fit into Hawthorne? Yeah, this is good one. This is a um, this is the big list need that big list hole that they've they've kind of had opened up. Um, obviously, they just need someone to support Mitch Lewis. Jake Kaczynski probably wasn't that guy. Marbio Chol kicked forty four goals last year, and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, he couldn't break into Gold Coast's forward line. But 
Um, I think if he just gets a good run at it, he could certainly have a season like he did in 2022. He can also help out in the ruck. Now, one other issue I think the Hawks have found is they haven't quite landed on who their best ruckman is, if it's Lloyd Meek or Ned Reeves. Um, and I think Chol can be a supporting option for one of those guys, but mm. it will just mean that there's there's no two ruck system for them. Yeah. No two full-time ruckmen in, in that one team for Sam Mitchell. And that'll really just heat up that selection fight between Meek and Reeves. And hopefully the, the best kind of comes out on top early enough in the year and then they can kind of solve that issue. And that means that they've got a great supporting ruckman in the VFL if there's an injury or or what have you. But yeah, Chol will, will be a nice fit. It'll be good to see him kind of performing back at his best alongside Mitch Lewis and hopefully both of them can stay fit. Absolutely. All right, so AJ Cole says, Fullerton, Liam Ryan, Ralph Smith and Haynes are all going to the Hawks plus Chol and D'Ambrosio. Um, well, yeah, Chol and D'Ambrosio sounds like um, we'll, we'll kind of get their way over to Waverley. Uh, Fullerton, Fullerton, we can... Well, it sounds like he's probably going to Melbourne. Mm -hmm. It would be a nice fit. I don't think they'd need both Fullerton and Chol though. So um, you'd take Chol, I think, out of those duo. Liam Ryan was, you know, he had, I think, spoken to um, the Hawks or might have even spoken to, to Tyler Brockman um, this year and maybe it was a chance, but he, he'll be staying at West Coast. Ralph Smith, I think, stays at Richmond, he's, he hasn't got a contract to be fair and he, he could be a nice little cheap option for them to pick up if he doesn't get offered a new deal by the Tigers. But I mm. think that will be, I think he'll he'll at least get a one-year extension. And I'm assuming it's Nick Haynes that he's referring to. Um, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't hate the pickup for the Hawks just given that they probably have the money that could help get that deal done. It's just more what they have to give up. Like these kind of salary dump deals, the, the clubs that's getting the player, um, you know, you, you could be able to get a, a nice pick from GWS, but it, it, there's a good chance that GWS are actually going to be asking for something decent in return. Um, but I like it if you know you miss out on Ben ha uh, Ben Mackay and, and you miss out on uh, Savarada Galea and Nick Haynes um, could be a good option. Like I said, that sounds like they've got money that yeah. they can spend, and he's only contracted for one more year on that on that hefty deal, so they could thin that out over two three more seasons. Yeah, absolutely. All right, next one from Dom Vicaro. Should Melbourne go for Ben King? Yeah, <laughs> there'll be there'll be uh, there'll be one of the clubs that will be in for him next year. It won't be happening like this year, mm. um, but I'd be shocked if there isn't you know all ten Victorian clubs looking at Ben King or at least having some money aside for a, a, a bid for Ben King. Um, he's going to cost in trade value though as well. So there's there's going to be clubs that are going to be you know if they a few clubs can pick up an extra first rounder this year through trades, which a few likely will. Um, then there'll, there'll be a good chance to get him. But it's also about the pool of him wanting to come back home or um, if he likes what he sees under Damien Harwick over the next 12 months. But yeah, Melbourne will be one. Collingwood will be one. St Kilda will definitely be one. Um, and I think North Melbourne, with their with their war chest of picks, um, that could be a little bit of a smoky to get Ben King. Yeah. Uh, next one from Mason Pink. Will Essendon go after pick four in this year's draft? If so, how will they do it? Or how could they pick do it, four, I guess? Yeah, so... Everyone has, wants to pick four. Yeah, well, only because it, it is up for grabs and, and the Suns kind of just want later picks. Uh, what do the Bombers have? Pick eight, uh, their future first. Like if if the Suns kind of think, um, you know, maybe the, the Bombers might not be as good as they were this year. And, you know, they didn't make finals, but if they can fall back into the bottom six, then they're looking at two early selections for pick four and, and pick eight can be split again by them to get more later selections. So um, they could, they might have to give up you know, something more than just pick eight in a future first, uh, given I think the dogs offer might be 10, 17 in a future first. So, uh, yeah, that's maybe how they do it is is eight future first and, and 
maybe it could be a player, but I'm not really sure who they're going to be wanting to give up. Yeah. All right, next one from Campbell O'Brien. Is there any chance North get Clayton Oliver or Harley Reid? Yeah, we'll put a line through Clary, I think. Uh, they could. I, they, the, so the funny thing with like, I guess this is, goes back to that Ben King answer as well, is while North do have the picks to probably get anyone they want, um, the the players, especially ones that are contracted, um, have to also want to go to that club. There has yep. to be, you know, kind of that mutual uh, yeah. agreement. Uh, whereas Harley Reid's different. He's, you know, you just have to have pick one to get him. He yeah. can't really pick where he wants to go. Um, so I think they, they have the best hand in it to get pick one. Um, obviously, they have pick two. Likely, you're going to get pick three. And pick 14 was Port Adelaide's pick, which is now in their hands. Um, they've got pick 19, and then they've got their own future first and two picks at the back end of the first round next year. So they could definitely get to the front of the queue. Um, it'll be interesting how that plays out if they can hold on to pick two and do so. But I think if they're doing a deal with the Eagles, West Coast will be pressing very hard to get um, pick two from them. And look, mm-hmm. If they get pick three in compensation for Ben Mackay, then they're still getting two of the best three and they're still getting the best out of this year's draft. So um, Clary, Clary, no, Reed certainly could. Yep. Uh, next one from JMH Jedi. How will Hawthorne keep enough points to get Will McCabe and complete trades? Yeah, okay. So uh, again, Marbio Chola, I don't think is going to cost too much. He's contracted for two years, but um, maybe future selection might be uh, how they get that one done. Uh, then you look at uh, Massimo D'Ambrosio, again, maybe a future third. Like I, I think they'll, they'll kind of hold on to the picks they've got at the moment. So pick three won't kind of be in that McCabe deal. They'll, they'll get their own player um, from that deal, which which you know could be, or they could move up and try and get pick one. Um, but yeah, McCabe likely maybe pick 15 to 20 range. So I think what 30 and 49, there are other two picks. They might have to get another late pick in, I think. I'm just trying to do the maths in my head quickly, but um, on the spot a little here. Uh, but no, they, they should be able to get in, I think, Chol and D'Ambrosio with some future selections. Um, you know, maybe what they get for Kajitsky can add into that kind of package. The other one is Kel Shadir. Um, I don't think he's going to be a high-end draft selection. He's another father-son pick that they want to get uh chujiath as well is is another nga uh prospect for the hawks but he'll have to slide past pick 40 for them to match a bid but they can always trade back in they, they're a really good club at, at live trading they did so mm-hmm. last year got josh weddle you know parted with their future second but um certainly has paid off with the acquisition of josh weddle and moving back into the first round so they're a creative club they'll, they'll i think they'll know exactly how to get all those ducks in line yep absolutely all right a couple last ones uh macklin elliott says Nick Caulfield to the dogs. So yeah, that sounds. I think it was Mitch Cleary might have reported that uh, earlier this week. So uh, yeah, good get for the dogs. They 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 definitely need some defensive reinforcement. Um, you know, Liam Jones had a great first year, but um, he's old and injury prone. Mm-hmm. Alex Keith, I think, got he's got an extension, so he'll be playing next year. But um, that medium sized defender, you know, Bailey Dale's a bit more attacking, so someone that can kind of lock down on those medium sized forwards or small forwards. Um, and Caulfield's going to be a good get who I don't think will cost them too much. Yeah, great get. All right, so the last one from, hey, it's just my opinion. So he, uh, this was commented on our uh, uh, last trade uh, table video. So he's just asking about how the Suns can get a little bit more aggressive in the trade market this trade period, given they've got all the picks and um, what they want to do there. So I might have to put this actual comment up for context, but um yeah, you've had a little bit of a read, and uh, what do you think? Yeah, so I guess they're trying to be a bit more aggressive. I know, I know what you mean because you know they'll, they'll, a lot of their focus is on these 
academy picks. Mm. So they'll trade pick four, they'll get layer selections in and they'll have more than enough points to get all three. And if Jed Walters bid comes in a pick two, that'll be a lot of those picks. And then you've got Ethan Reed potentially like pick five or six. So it's a lot more as well. And then Jake Rogers could fall into the top 10. So that'll blow a lot of their hand. I think they've already got, I think they're the most points or second most points behind West Coast. It's like four and a half thousand. So yeah. they should have enough to get all three. And then if they've, if those picks are late enough in the draft, um, as in those those bids, then they could have some spare change and move back into the draft after those three are selected. So, you know, if it's at pick 10 that the Rogers bid comes in, they could have um, enough time to play out where they can get back into the first round, which I don't think they would want to. They've just picked up three first rounders, but maybe a second round pick or a third, or a third if they've got someone that, that's in their sights or there could be another academy player who they think might get picked up from someone else. So... Um, that's one way, but obviously draft night is, is well past trade period. So if they're wanting players um, and trying to get aggressive in that space, they're going to have to be pretty creative. But yeah, then you know they get in picks for Chol, they get in picks for Burgess, uh, get in a pick for Hollands. So they they could have more than enough and still you know have the right amount of points. And then you know, but they're not going to be making a big splash. I wouldn't have thought in trade period. Mm. Uh, outside of just moving on pick four and, and kind of some of their other players. Yeah, they're pretty locked and loaded for drafts. So uh, that wraps it up for the mailbag. Thanks, Mitch. Thanks, Phoenix. Uh, so, yeah, obviously trade period is going to be uh, arguably is way busier than the actual home and away season for us. Um, yep. We're going to have a lot of content going up next week uh, as it starts on Monday and then what's two weeks pretty much until the next Wednesday. Yeah, so, yeah, no, what's that, nine days? Yeah. Monday to Wednesday. Yeah. Week after, yeah. Absolutely silly season so if you're listening to this in the podcast uh, this is also available on the YouTube channel if you're on the YouTube channel this is also available as a podcast so uh, lots of options there so subscribe to the channel listen to the podcast um, and if you want to submit some questions or talking points or hot takes you can do that through our Instagram follow us on the socials and catch all the latest AFL news at zerohanger.com